0: Hello ladies and gentlemen, and before we start this episode of Stuff Explained, I'd like to invite you to follow us on social media, we're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, look up The Motley Experience, at Motley Experience, except experience doesn't have an E at the beginning, it's Motley Experience, um, the handle didn't let me have enough characters, it didn't let me put put in, anyways, and also give us a review. Give us some stars, preferably five. Uh, Reach out to us or me, rather, and let me know what's working, what's not working, so I can tailor this podcast a bit more to suit my loyal listeners. And with that, let's get ready for this episode of Stuff Explained. (laughs) Life is a journey of exploration, learning, and growth. Basically, the world is full of fascinating stuff. Join me, Aristides Maroussas, as I uncover interesting facts and discuss big ideas on Stuff Explained from the Motley Experience. Experience your world. Hello ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to this episode of Stuff Explained. Episode 19. We're almost at 20. And beginning last week's episode, I'm starting a bit of a holiday theme since Christmas is right around the corner, and that is why I've decided to dig into the history of of Santa Claus for episode 19. I was really excited to do the research for this and came up with some really interesting facts that I'm very excited to share with everyone. So let's get to it. The story of Santa Claus begins with a Greek-speaking man in a Roman town called Mira many years ago in what is now present-day Turkey. His name was Nicholas, or Nikolaos, which is translated to winner or hero of the people, and he would go on to become Mira's bishop. From the tales told, he was a generous and kind-hearted man, particularly towards children. It's said that he gave away all his wealth and material possessions so he could travel the countryside and help the sick and poor. In one legend, a father didn't have enough wealth to put up as dowries for his three daughters, and so they were faced with either being sold into slavery or prostitution, so pretty stark. Upon hearing this, Nicholas left three bags of gold coins through a window overnight to save them from this fate. Sounds like a pretty nice guy. Many depictions of Saint Nicholas showed him as a slender and elderly man with a white beard, a staff, and a red-pointed bishop's hat and a red robe who would ride a donkey. And these reputed qualities and stories led to Nicholas becoming canonized as Saint Nicholas and celebrated throughout most of Europe as arguably the most popular saint. He is celebrated on the 6th of December as the patron saint of children and sailors, which is when it is believed that he died. This was actually the day in many regions where gifts were shared. Similar to today's tradition, parents would leave gifts out overnight for children to wake up to believing that Saint Nicholas had stopped by. And in preparation for his visit, the children would leave straw in their shoes for St. Nicholas's donkey to eat. Over the years, the Dutch referred to St. Nicholas as Sinterklaas, a shortening of Sint-Nikolas. Nicholas. is believed that in the 17th century, when they settled the area in and around New Amsterdam, or present-day New York City, the English pronunciation of Sinterklaas turned the name into Santa Claus. It's kind of easy to see how that might happen. Over the following years, gift-giving became an increasingly important part of the Christmas holiday, but even so, the idea of Santa Claus as we know it today was not fully formed. This really began to change in the early 19th century. In 1822, Clement Clark Moore wrote a Christmas poem for his children based off the works of Washington Irving, who had published satirical versions of the Dutch Sinterklaas Christmas traditions. The poem that Moore wrote was called A Visit from St. Nicholas. Today, it's more commonly known as The Night Before Christmas. Originally, he did not want this work published, as he didn't see it as being serious enough, but luckily for us, his wife persuaded him to do so anonymously. While doing so, Moore made some adjustments to the poem, such as trading children's clogs near the chimney corner for stockings, and a wagon was switched out for a small sleigh pulled by eight tiny reindeer. What's interesting through reading the poem and this is something that I missed growing up, was that the reindeer, the sleigh, and even St. Nicholas himself are all depicted as being small in stature, though he did, of course, have a round belly and a twinkle in his eyes. The poem was published in the New York Sentinel on December 23rd, 1823. Hey, you. Yeah, you over there listening to Stuff Explained from the Motley Experience. So if you're already listening to Stuff Explained from the Motley Experience, why not take that next step and head on over to themotleyexperience.com forward slash connect? Then all you got to do is enter your email address and you instantly become a part of the Motley Experience community. By doing this, you'll get the weekly insider newsletter That gives you all the latest and greatest from The Motley Experience, including updates from your favorite podcast, Stuff Explained. Again, themotleyexperience.com forward slash connect. There's absolutely nothing like having custom-made quality music for whatever your project might be. So if you're in the market for custom-made music, look no further than Retcon Industries. They provide tailor-made music for all sorts, whether it's professional wrestling podcasts, Trailers and so much more, they can do it for you. So, for more information, go to www.retconindustries.com or email my good friend Greg at retcongregggmail.com. At Retcon Industries can also be found on Facebook and on Instagram at retconindustries. That's R E T C O N Industries. poem proved to be tremendously popular and led to a much more firm connection between Saint Nick and Christmas. Now, while people knew about Santa Claus, there still wasn't a defined image associated with the magical and saintly gift-giver. Enter the American Civil War. Now, admittedly, this is not a part of history that you would think relevant to Santa, but stay with me on this one. In January 1863, Thomas Nast from Morristown, New Jersey, began sketching illustrations of Santa Claus for the very popular Harper's Weekly. Nast heavily based his drawings off of Moore's poem. During the Civil War, Santa would appear wearing a jacket patterned with stars and striped pants. He apparently was decidedly on the side of the Union. In fact, throughout many of the years that Nass drew Santa Claus, he did so from a political slant turning holiday images into propaganda. But regardless, the drawings were immensely successful and went a long way in boosting morale for soldiers and citizens during the Christmas season. The nation now had a face to put to the name of Santa Claus, and I urge you to look them up because I find those illustrations very interesting, especially now that you know to look out for the propaganda in them. Nast was also responsible for the book of naughty and nice children, though the checking it twice would be introduced later on through a song, and the concept of a workshop, and even the residency at the North Pole, all done through his drawings. Now, retailers began using the image of Santa to boost Christmas sales in the mid to late 19th century. Newspapers began creating special sections just for the holiday advertisements, many of which would feature St. Nick, and it didn't take much longer before stores would catch on to the appeal of showcasing a live Santa Claus for children to come and see. Now we enter with Coca-Cola. While iconic today, the relationship between Coke and Santa didn't begin until the 1920s when the company would take advantage of the holiday-themed advertising. In 1931, Coca-Cola enlisted the help of the Darcy Advertising Agency and the artist Haddon Sundblom to create a massive Christmas campaign that would help make Santa more than just a man in a red suit. Haddon, just like Thomas Nast before him, would rely on Clement Clark Morris' The Night Before Christmas poem to depict Santa Claus. For decades afterwards, readers of newspapers and magazines would find images of Santa Claus pausing from his gift-giving and letter-reading to enjoy a refreshing Coca-Cola. And no, they did not sponsor that. The campaign was such a hit that people would send letters to the company any something was changed, like a backwards belt or a missing wedding ring. Throughout the 20th century, poems, books, and films would continue to shape the legend of Santa Claus into what has become tradition today— We also can't forget to give credit to the United States Postal Service, which has been creatively handling the delivery of children's letters to Santa Claus for over the last century. And there you have it, folks. That is the 101 to the history of Santa Claus, from St. Nicholas in present-day Turkey. Fast forward to today, cookies and milk in one hand and a bottle of Coke in the other, delivering presents. And... It's interesting to trace it all back. And of course, this is very heavily based on the American side of it, which today, especially after World War II um, and with America being for the longest of times and even still today, seen as uh, like the epitome of media and entertainment and all that stuff, Santa Claus has now spread globally. And of course, there are separate traditions in each and every country, many of which are still upheld today. But I really wanted to focus on the classic image of Santa Claus at Christmas time. So I hope you enjoyed that show. I hope you found it interesting. Again, as I mentioned in the beginning of this, feel free to reach out on Twitter, hashtag stuffexplained. Use that hashtag. Let's get that going, and let me know your thoughts. What were your favorite memories of Santa Claus growing up? Some funny or um, heartwarming Santa Claus stories, feel free to share those on Twitter, again, using the hashtag Stuff Explained. Until next week, everyone. Stuff Explained is written and produced by me, Aristides Marousses. Music is produced by the talented Greg Massey of Retcon Industries. Visit themotleyexperience.com for more thoughtful original content, and you can also find links to the sources used for each episode of Stuff Explained. Like us on Facebook at the Motley Experience, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at MotleyExperience and use the hashtag stuff explained. If you like this episode, leave a review, subscribe, and share with a friend. Thank you for listening.